Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I smacked the microphone. It's fine. What is up, y'all? This is the Get Geek Podcast. Welcome, 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 y'all. I'm joined today by Walt, AJ, and Eli. Of course, I am Jose. Y'all say what's up, please. Goodbye. What's up? Hello. Hello, hello. You say goodbye. And I say say hello. hello. (laughs) This morning. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're going to get right into the conversation. But before we get to that, the quick disclaimers, the quick plea. Um, We are recording remotely. So if there's any issues or artifacts, y'all know. Slide into DMs and let us know what's up. Slide into our DMs at Get Geek Podcast. You can check us out. Hashtag Get Geek Podcast in order to find all of our social media platforms, which you can find on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're on it. You can also find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And please like, rate, share, and subscribe, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts to support support, support one of your favorite podcast crews. There you go. Yes. Yep. Yes, sir. There uh, we go. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, anyways, y'all. Welcome, what are we welcome, doing welcome. today? We're, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of a geek out podcast, uh, a geek out episode leading to a convo about um, one of the more recent fun shows and one of the more recent fun trailers that we saw. So, yeah, as I said, y'all, um, after the disclaimers and the plea, let's get right into it. Ladies and gents, gents, uh, so Eli, please. What have you I been geeking I'll, out about? Yeah, I'll start. Um, yeah. So, like, recently we've been watching this this uh show called Narcos Mexico about hey. well the continuing see, legacy the mm-hmm. yeah it's like there's two different shows Narcos which is the first one mm-hmm. and we're watching the second one the one that comes after Narcos Mexico mm-hmm. and basically it focuses on like you know Miguel Felix and Hell Gallardo right yeah. <laughs> it's such a long name but yeah so and like his Gallardo. Yeah. That's a his, character like, in Attack on Titan. What? <laughs> oh my god. Gariad. But um mm-hmm. he has like his own drug uh drug trade thing. Basically he runs like his own drug trade thing. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. called a cartel. So, yeah, my a cartel, friend. a cartel, a cartel. I was so trying to find the right word. It's narcos traficantes. It's connected to the first show, right? Uh yeah. Um, with like basically, you know, they bring in some past people from like, well, no, not necessarily past, but like, um, they do bring in some people from the first show, Narcos. Right to tie it because it's basically the same timeline. Yeah, it's the can same I, timeline. Can was I that? ask a question? Um, I know Narcos was based on some some history. Is Narcos Mexico also based on some history? Is it more fictional? Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh. definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's historical. Very, Yes. Yeah. Right? Fully Based on, there there are more characters in Narcos Mexico that are fictionalized. There are amalgamation of characters, mm-hmm. yeah. but all the events of the shows 
are based on true story, mm -hmm. on the, the real-life events of the drug war. Um, the first season deals with the drug war from the perspective of Colombia, mm -hmm. yeah, and the second Pablo. one, obviously, is Mexico. Pablo, yeah. Pablo Escobar, Pablo, you mean by Pablo, Pablo right? Escobar. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, what is it? The, the second one is all about Mexico. Yeah. Well, the second one is all about Mexico. But basically, we, like, we, we get to see Miguel, Felix, and Hel Gallardo. <laughs> Right? The thin man. The thin man, Felix, and his like rise to power in the cartel, mm -hmm. and definitely some of his faults and mistakes, which um, there were many. Oh, right? yeah, many, many, very many mistakes. But I mean, for the most part, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the season, honestly. If I'm gonna be honest, um. So there are three seasons. Well, yeah, there's... you've seen two of them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, about the show, I mean. About oh. The show. Overall? Overall. Mm. Because, okay, this since this is just impressions, I'll just give you my quick impression, right? Um, Miguel Felix and Hell is definitely different from what we saw in Narcos. Because in Narcos, we got to see, like, um, what is it? Pablo and, uh, what was it? The Cali Cartel. The Cali Rodriguez brothers. Yeah, so, I mean, I won't lie, Felix is a little bit mm. of a... Pretty bad crime boss. Like, he sucks at his job. The problem is that not only is he dealing with a very difficult region, he, especially by the end of it, he thinks it's a one man operation when it's really not. Yeah. So he's, he's Boba Fett. Basically. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad, Sorry, bad, uh, bad <laughs> comparison you know, because at, at the beginning of Narcos Mexico, you know, Mexico and the uh, the drug trade is really broken up by plazas, right? There are there are different regions that are ruled by different yeah, people, by different. and it, it's all about the weed, right? They're, they're trafficking in marijuana, and Felix has Spice. the yeah, Felix has the um the vision to kind of unite and, all yeah. these cartels and plazas into one federation. Mm -hmm. But it proves very, very difficult because there are pre-existing animosities between the plazas to begin with. And, and he kind of does show favoritism towards some of the plazas as well, which kind of amps that up. And he really has a hard time reining those guys in. I mean, and then he said it in like uh, this recent season. They're not necessarily partners at this point. Mm -hmm. They're literally just employees, really. Except they don't feel that way. Yeah. Except yeah, they just want their like their fair share of the of the federation, basically. Yeah, and it's also interesting, um, and this is something I didn't realize until the kids pointed out. Um, the the really famous drug lord El Chapo is one of is part of one of those plazas. So we're kind of seeing a prequel to his story. The origin sense, right? story for El Chapo. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's like Which, Joker. El Chapo just recently got arrested and and is jailed within the last two years, you know. Um, so Mexican Joker, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty interesting, especially the the difference between the first series where Pablo Escobar really had his his stuff together until the very end, where he got super paranoid, right? And Felix, who, like you said, he's kind of a nimwit, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got. The vision, but what's his problem? Uh, he's always he's very impulsive, honestly. Like he always makes like um, he's always he always walks into something um, 
he just like walks into a man uh in like into like a no not not he just walks into like a a minefield just without even like realizing well no he just walks straight into danger that's what i'm trying to say like he's always putting himself in the worst positions and practically the reason why they why it was his downfall he was too ambitious honestly like he tried (laughs) like every time he did something it was either a without consulting anyone or b it like you said it wasn't necessarily a good idea and it was a super risky move he likes to deal in like super risky possibly uh yeah he he liked gambling a lot. Yeah. Um, it's very selfish too. Oh I mean, God! Like at first, I kind of liked him, but as the show went on, and you can kind of see how he was getting acclimated to his power, that like, faded away really quickly. Just a douchebag, bro. If I'm being real. Um, yeah. and we also got some other characters such as Breslin, who's like the main character, no. somewhat. Of season, wait, season two, right? Because technically season one was focused on something else. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we do see Breslin and, oh my god, the way they did him is just absolutely horrible. Like, every... Well, they did the same thing to Pena, too, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pena. <laughs> they, they're always getting, the DA agents are always getting screwed, no matter what. Well, Pena at least had a, had a, for, spoiler alert, Pena at least had a win in Narcos. Did he, though? Yeah. Did he though? Because he he stopped like the. What you forgot it? the ending. No, didn't the you? end. No, I remember the ending. That's technically the win. No, the ending, know. ending. Yes, where I he's talking with ending. his father. And yeah. they're still trafficking drugs, literally in front of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, M- uh, a quote unquote win. It's but not really a win. He did technically. I mean, but Walt didn't really. Walt got it worse though. He did. Walt, yeah, he Walt got, got absolutely worse. next to nothing done. Yeah. No, absolutely nothing done, which sucks. But um, yeah, that's basically it. Okay, so do you do you think um, Narcos Mexico is is a worth compare it to the uh, two obviously. between which one is the better series? Uh, Narcos, the the first Narcos because it, I feel like it had a better villain, uh, quote unquote, right? Um, and, like, just a better story to tell um, in general. Okay. While Miguel was, like, sort of a... Nah, uh, but... I don't... Nah, he's just not as good as Pablo. And I'm pretty sure he agree on that. Here's the thing, though. I don't think he's meant to be, like, the main villain star. Because I think what this is building up to is what they were talking about in the final episode. Chopper. No, not even that. Like... He basically laid it out for Breslin, like, all right, you got me, but now guess what? Bro, you're going to miss me, because, like, what happens after, it's really, really bad, (laughs) and they really do end up missing this guy, to be honest. (laughs) Well, we still have season three to to watch, so there's still... um, some mystery as to where it's gonna go. I, I, we think we know what it's gonna be, but we gotta watch it to make sure, right? So, yeah, it's history, but yeah, exactly. There's still, some drama in yeah. between. 
So sees Narcos Mexico not as good as Narcos, but still a must still, watch, right? Yeah, still definitely you need to watch it. All right, yeah. sounds good. Um, AJ, what do you got? My stuff is gonna be kept relatively short because I haven't done much um, in between the last time we did a geek out and this time. Um, the first, it's mostly gonna be like being excited over certain things that are coming out in you know a couple of weeks, maybe months, whatever. But the first one I had to tip my hat off to is oh. We got the Halo series coming out in like what March twenty fourth, twenty sixth. Basically, uh, a little over a month from now. Yeah, that it looks it looks good. Um, I mean, I have a little criticisms with some of the designs for the elites, but that's just minor stuff, honestly. Um, otherwise, everything else looks pretty good. It looks like they don't even know. This looks like before Halo 1, if you want to put it that way, because they don't even know what Halo is yet. So this is sort of like a prequel to the games, right? Yeah, because remember, in the thing, they say, find the Halo, win the war. So presumably, they're going after the Halo super weapon, but they don't know what kind of super weapon it is. So let me ask you a question. Do you think it's a good idea that they're going prequel as opposed to adapting the games? I think if you want to get people to learn more about Halo, it's a good move. Okay. Maybe I need to see how it plays out, though, because at least for me, like, uh, I don't know. I, I just need to see how it goes, because this could easily be, it doesn't look like, well, I wouldn't know what, well, no, I kind of do know what Reach looks like. Um it certainly looks like it's changing things because I don't remember. No, you know what? I'm getting a little twisted here. Uh, my point is, I'm still excited for it. I just need to see what's going on. I mean, the good thing is too that it's already greenlit for a season two. Yep. That, so that is... I hope that's a that's a nod in the right direction. I would I would tend to think that that's a. Uh... That's a heads up. That's a you know a thumbs up from the studio saying, "Hey, we've got a quality project. Let's go with season two straight away." Wait, so uh, what studio is working on this? Paramount Plus. Yeah. Oh. So I mean, they're banking a lot on on this show, though. This is this oh is yeah, the show absolutely. that they're they're planning to be their uh, I don't know House of Cards or uh, Mandalorian or something like that. That's going to launch mm-hmm. their streaming service into into the competition. But I don't know well, if this is necessarily a, a confirmation that they have a quality product. I just think this is a company that has a lot of money that's doubling down and saying, like, I mean, if you, I don't know if you've seen the commercials where they have, like, everybody that's on their CVS shows practically, like, humming the Halo theme. <laughs> oh, really? That I haven't seen. Yeah, they have, like, no. like a bunch of people from, like, CSI and, like, all kinds of other show. Um, Reno 911, the, the lead guy from Reno 911. Do they like, have uh, the Star Trek people doing it? I think there's a couple of Star Trek people. Not not like the big ones, but yeah, they have like all the Paramount people in the commercials. And, the and Star Trek, I have not the seen Star Trek that. Halo yeah. crossover. They're, they're humming Stop. the Halo theme Stop. around a Stop. campfire. And the Reno oh 911 uh, actor. Oh, oh, goodness. Thomas something, I think is his name. 
he like points out to one of the other characters. They're humming the Halo theme. So yeah, but <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> looks good they, though. They've been looks they've been the fans of of the property have been clamoring for quite a long time for either the Halo movie, which was supposed to be yeah. done originally by the guy that did District Nine, Neil Blomkamp, or Nine, whatever, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the TV show has kind of been kind of kicking around and stuff. So mm-hmm. the 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 demand for the show is there. So now they just got to nail it, you know, and, and make sure that at the very least it's watchable, I guess. <laughs> as long as yeah. it's as good as The Witcher, <laughs> the only, as entertaining only... as The Witcher. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you, AJ, do you feel there, there's, there's been confirmation that Master Chief is going to take off his helmet? I which was kind don't of... like that. Okay. It's because of the actor, I think. Of course it is. Pablo Schreiber, is. he's something, pretty well known. Something yeah. like it was it's always been a thing where you're not really like we all secretly yes, we want to know the face behind the mask, but at the same time we kinda don't. It's kinda it like, like that joke in it's kinda like that joke in um the Harley Quinn show. Like the whole relationship between us and Master Chief is based a little bit on mystique. We kind of want to know, but at the same time, we don't want to know. Because um, it, it kind of, and I'm not going to say it takes away from him as like a legendary figure, but it's certainly like, you know, makes it mysterious. I, am, have, yeah, yeah, I, I guess. There's, yes. a, there's an aura of, of mystery around who it is. It's kind of similar to the Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. Except you knew the Mandalorian, he was going to take. Pedro Pascal is not a face that you cover, right? Yeah. So, um, Jose, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I had a a question and, like, a a comment. I mean, because, you know, AJ, you know the actor from American Gods, Pablo Schreiber. Um, But do you think, like, since you said that this is probably, well, it has to be a prequel, right? Unless it's a reimagining kind of entirely um, that centers around it, right? Uh Uh-huh. That well, that could be it, but like, do you think maybe this is kind of like a thing where it's it's a prequel and you see him before he becomes the Master Chief, sort of, and never takes his helmet off again, like he has been in the games, right? It could be like almost well, like the reverse of the Mandalorian. You see him as a human first, and then he becomes the the amazing badass whose superpower is like he's pretty much unkillable, <laughs> no matter well, the situation. After this. That's that's kind of the the only thing that I'm afraid of. The fact that this show is technically considered non-canon is the only thing that worries me. Is it considered non-canon, or is it? That's what I believe you told me I, that once. Maybe I, mm. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Oh, you mean Walt told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's the only because typically, from what I remember. Um, they don't learn about the Halos until they go and actually see one in Halo One. Like there was a, it was a complete accident. <laughs> like there's no real like nod to, oh, um, we know kind of that we have to look for the Halos. Um, but no, uh, Dad was also right. Uh, Walt was also right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new canon. Which uh, is a little concerning to me, but wow, I'm not on the fence, but 
I'm certainly a little worried. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I guess if this is a completely different version of Master Chief, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to be open mm -hmm. to him taking his mask off and mm -hmm. see how they play it off. But I am still hesitant towards it. I, I really am. Because that's not the Master Chief that... Okay, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna sound like a fanboy right now. That's not the Master Chief we know. But you know, like there, there are just certain things about a character you you try not to change, and this is one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I understand how you feel about that. I mean, it's. I mean, you guys. I guess you figure that the studios did sort of what um, Disney did with Star Wars. They almost wiped out the canon because they they. They wanted to leave themselves open to doing whatever they wanted in case the show is a big success, so they can go season after season after season after season. Mm -hmm. I guess that's that's. I mean, it's all partially business decisions. I feel like as well, and that's kind of what it, it seems to be a lot of here. Not to be cynical, but that's kind of what I'm looking at with this with this show as well. But I hope it's successful, and I'm definitely gonna watch it. We're all gonna watch it, of course. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping it's not because say what you want about the quality of the original games, but like because I know Mister Oh, um, they their their uh, their aim system was whack or whatever, oh, their bro. Gameplay sucked. But Absolutely. the story, He's a duty, dude. story is what made Halo. I don't want to see drastic changes to it. Please, God, no. Okay. But I don't think they will. I I think they they did mention that it will sort of follow the Halo storyline. They're just not beholden to the story itself. They can make changes here and there. It's just like any other adaptation, you know. Yeah. Think of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones did follow the story for the most part, but they made changes here and there. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the other thing I was going to go talking about was the existence of a little thing I like to call the King Kong animated series, which Ooh. it says here animated series, but then at the very bottom of this article by Republic World, it says anime too. So Anime. Yeah. It's a little, little wishy-washy here, but uh, it's an animated thing that they're doing. We'll just put it that way. Um, basically, it's going to revolve around... And this is a, a tweet from Netflix Geeked's Twitter account. A shipwrecked crew, an island of monsters, oh and one king to rule them all. Skull Island is a new anime series set in Legendary's Monsterverse. Okay. Um, interesting. Um, I wonder what period this is going to be in. Because... If you go by the timeline, being on Skull Island before King of the Monsters is a good thing. After is a very bad idea. <laughs> because, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, the reason why Kong can't be, like, out in the open on Skull Island, because, you know, they have him in an enclosure is because when King Ghidorah died, he left the Earth with one last blessing. 
and it's basically a storm that never ends. Storm that never ends? Like, it just keeps picking up energy and going. It, it, it just doesn't stop. Kind of like the Jupiter storm. What's the Jupiter storm? The red eye of Jupiter. That's an eternal storm. Oh, that's yeah. That's a near yeah, eternal yeah, storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So King Ghidorah left us with one of those. Now, you combine that with Skull Island's own special storm system. Mm. It's a very bad day to be on Skull Island. That's interesting. It's definitely interesting. So I'm I'm wondering where they're gonna set that anime in. Um, hey, we might get we might see skull crawlers again. Ooh, we might see, see in the comics. There's this really cool lion that they have, or it's not a lion, but like it's a tiger that's kind of phosphorescent. Okay, and it like has horns. Mm. Kind of interesting. Maybe you'll see one of those. I could definitely see that being in an anime. Because that's like peak anime material right there. Mm -hmm. They did it for the comics. But I guess you're super excited because you you are a big fan of the MonsterVerse, right? Yes. This is just kind of furthering. It may not be exactly what you wanted in terms of film, but at least they're using other media to kind of... Series. Right. It's, it's It's a different thing that they're going to be doing to kind of push the thing along and add to that the Apple TV Godzilla series that's coming on. <gasps> so you've got Kong in anime, you've got Godzilla in live action there as a go. series. Expanding. So like I said, may not be the medium that you want right now, which is films, but at least you're getting a furthering of the MonsterVerse right now. Could that mean we're going to get a Shin Godzilla show, please? That please? is not. not happening. Why? Yeah. Well, Actually, just just, just I'll, I'm gonna get to some interesting bit of news, but okay. before I do that, I kind of want to wrap up the animated series here. Mm. I am very clear. Well, it doesn't sound like it, but but believe me, I am excited because <laughs> despite what some people among our crew like to put out there. I like both Kong and Godzilla pretty near equally. Uh, that's okay. debatable. That's no, 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 no. See, here's the problem. You guys conflate me not liking it with me seeing an uneven match where I see one. It's not. It wasn't an. It wasn't. Yes, it to be is an uneven, uneven match. match. Was not supposed to be an uneven match, bro. But I'm it sorry. was. I'm sorry. It was. That, that's getting off topic anyway. Yeah. But still, that that's was... A, that's no. a conversation for another time, guys. Exactly. But King Kong should have won. All right. Oh, my God. Moving on. Moving on. Beep, beep, bop. So you were Bop-a-beep. talking about being angry at Toho for not releasing another kaiju property like Shin Godzilla, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? They're going to release another type of Shin Godzilla or something. No. Toho... Um, I don't remember the exact details, but they are coming out with a new kaiju film. It's under development. Mm. Um, I don't believe it's going to be Godzilla related. It's no, going to be something not. completely new. Probably. Completely new. Yes. So, like, yeah, I think I think if it was a Godzilla property, they'd probably be putting it out there front and center. That's kind of their their um puppy thing, you know, their main thing. 
you know. So I don't know. Me being hopeful, I'm really like deep down hoping that they're giving Gamera another shot. Well, because he's a kaiju that's not I mean, shown a- much love, but he's actually pretty. His movies are pretty good. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Showa ones, but those ones during the Heisei era, ooh, those were good. Mm. I would love to see them show some love to Gamera. There was also a trailer, um, or like a proof of concept, as they call it in the film industry, mm-hmm. for a Gamera movie that ultimately didn't get made, but it looks super sick. Mm. I would love to see something like that or that thing exactly to be the thing that we see. It's just kind of, that's that's basically what I've been excited about. All right. Okay. Listen, it's, it's not a it's not a big stretch for AJ to be excited about Toho and and Kaiju stuff, right? I mean, that's kind of his thing. He basically in his geek out hit on probably all of his favorite things in terms of Halo Godzilla, King Kong, those are all the things that he grew up with and stuff. So, um, cool. Um, mine's going to be really short because I haven't had a lot of time. But something that just popped up on Adult Swim within the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. is the Shenmue anime, which which has come out. There are, there are three episodes as of our recording. I have only seen the two because... The latest one just dropped last night, and we're recording early in the morning. So um, I need my sleep, guys, you know. But Shenmue, and I, I think Jose can help me out on this one. Shenmue is is based on a game that was released back in 1999. Um, I would say almost a, 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 a kind of like a game-changing game, right, would you say? Because I think at the time... It came out for Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. It was an RPG that featured not only um, actual fighting elements, but it had quick time events. And the most important Ooh. thing, to the two most important things about that game that I remember was the fact that it had real-time weather and adaptive weather, which changed randomly, which is something that was never seen before in a game. Mm-hmm. And also, every NPC had not only a name, could be interacted with, but had a certain style, had a job, had certain routines. Well, it was, and uh, based on the weather, um, they would change their clothes also. I mean, it was literally a open world that was right, really lived in, right? Yeah, it was the it was the first like big studio, big budget open world game, basically. So I mean that's what what I remember it for. I I mean, did it change the game? Unfortunately, it, it didn't really change gaming because it was kind of too ahead of its time. Yeah, and that's usually what happens, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's this. You can say the same thing about Dreamcast, right? Mm-hmm. Dreamcast was a, a, a game-changing console, right? But it was ahead of, a t- of its time, and some of the things that the Dreamcast did you didn't see until maybe a couple of generations later. Well, ex, you, know? you know, Dreamcast was Xbox before Xbox was Xbox. Um, exactly. I can't recall his name, but that was the 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 gentleman that was involved in one of the gentlemen that was involved in creating the Xbox at the executive level was somebody who helped create the the Dreamcast for Sega. But yeah, I mean, Shenmue was 
basically the first open world game and there were three games i believe in total um yeah. in first the end two yeah the first two was done um by the studio and the last one which i think released um within the last five or ten years was crowdfunded yes you know crowdfunded crowdfunded through kickstarter at the behest and without without any uh studio interference at the so behest of uh of sega's legendary programmer um yu suzuki yep so he, so, he was um, the brainchild or he was the he was the you know the genius the that behind this game that was ahead of its time the first open world game basically yeah mm-hmm. and, and the game was the most expensive um at, of its time as well right and uh not only that yeah well received but didn't sell well and i think a lot it was largely due into the fact that this was almost like a real life simulator where 98 percent of the game you were basically walking around and interacting with objects within the the prefecture yeah. that it's based in you have to get a job and, you can go to the yeah. arcade I think what two percent of the game was actually fighting. <laughs> yeah, know? you could go train in like a in like a playground and beat people up, and then there were like you said lots of quick timer events for different things. You had to, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was it could be a tedious game because you would have yes. to like wait for for the time, like you said, the real time weather and the time that was in the game to kind of cycle around to when you need to be needed to be somewhere, for instance, for a particular exactly. mission. So you had to be there at ten a.m. So you had to wait until ten a.m. the next day to meet that person there until that shop opened so yeah. but it yeah it was it was a wild wild game i i didn't even know that the anime was out already what is what is it about have you seen so far is it i guess it's basically about what the what the game was about which is yeah basically revenge tale uh, right yeah it's it's adapting um the second you know it's it's adapt it's adapting the game itself right um and you know with shenmu shenmu while it may not have sold as much you know it does have a very, very loyal and rabid following. And so when Shenmue, the anime, was was kind of announced, people went crazy for it. And so, you know, it's, it's finally here. Um, it came out within the last couple of weeks, and it's on Adult Swim. It is a dubbed version. Um, there is a Japanese version that uses Shenmue's original voice cast for their, for their characters. But the one that we're seeing on uh, Adult Swim is a dubbed version. Uh, I've seen the first two episodes. Like I said, there are three episodes all together. Um, the first one is very exposition heavy. Okay, uh, it may it may be off putting to some people, but the second one really, really kind of kicks in a little bit. Mm. Um, the interesting thing is what they've done with the main character Rio, Rio, Rio um, because. In the game, if I remember correctly, he was kind of like a blank slate. They really didn't give him a lot of, you know, um, you know, personality. history <laughs> and, and stuff. Yeah, and, and the the anime does a very interesting thing. It actually gives his character context in terms of what he was, ha- what was happening before the events of Sh- of Shenmue. So you know, we realize that he's a student. He um, is a very capable martial artist because we see him in a martial arts tournament. And mm-hmm. then we kind of get into the actual game, which leads to him witnessing his father die at the hands of a character called Landy. Um, and also a very interesting thing that they do. Mm-hmm. 
which um, is I, I think is really cool. In the game, they never explain why Ryo has a Band-Aid on his cheek. Oh yeah, he has that he, from like for like all for like all three games, even yeah. though they take place over like well, never explain it. A couple of weeks, never explain it. Yeah, over here they do because during the during the the scene where he confronts Landy and he witnesses his father die at the hands of this character, um, they do fight, and he does get the injury there, and that's why he has the band aid. So you know. They do a they do a couple of things to kind of flesh out the character, which I think is really really interesting and really really cool. Okay. Um, at the beginning, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a revenge flick, a revenge themed thing, because there is the mystery that the father has um, murdered somebody that he's not aware of, and Ryo gets a letter kind of detailing some of his past life. So at first you believe that this is going to be one of these things where he's trying to clear his father's name and stuff like that and trying to figure out what his father's past is. But by the time you get to, you know, the second episode, he does make the decision that, you know what, I'm going to find this Land D guy and I'm going to find out what exactly, why he killed my father and stuff. Um, one thing, and I'm going to have to ask you, Jose, to help me out on this. Mm -hmm. Um, the mirrors. The mirrors are in the game. There's two mirrors. There's one, the dragon mirror, and there's a phoenix mirror. And in the game, um, the mechanic is that these two mirrors, when found, will re re resurrect uh, a certain dynasty. I can't remember which one it was. In this, in this one, in the anime, it seems a little bit more mystical. Uh, and I don't remember if there was any mystical elements in the game itself because this one deals with a prophecy um, and that, you know, it, it it's very clear on the onset that Ryu is basically going to become the one, right? That he's going to gain the power, this mystical power. He's already an accomplished martial artist, um, but there is a sense that he is capable of a lot more. And it has to deal with this mystical power. I don't remember that being in the game. Do you? Uh, man, it's been such a long time since I played I this know, game. And I didn't thing, right? play a lot of the second one. The first one was a little bit more rooted in reality, but it had, like, mystical dream elements and things like that, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that they ever finished the story. I don't think he ever caught up with Landy, even by the third one. Yeah, so the third one basically didn't push the story along. That's one of the criticisms of the third one. Yeah. It really didn't push the story along. It was just kind of more of the meandering, walking around type of thing, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, the games themselves have been criticized, all of them, for not pushing the story forward very much because by the first game, I mean, all you do is you find, like, the mirrors, you, like, beat up a few people, you, you work a couple of jobs, and then you get a plane ticket. And like the, the game ends, like you get on the right. plane and like you leave. I didn't play much of the second game. I didn't beat it. So I don't, I, I'll, all I know is that from what I understand in the second game, it's either the second game or the third game, there's like a, a, a sequence where you have to walk from one city to the other that takes like three or four hours. Yeah. And all you do is have a conversation for the entire time. So, like, that's kind of like, oh, man, I just don't remember if, like, those are the details of the game because the tedium just never allowed me to finish the story, even though it was interesting. It was just right. too much, especially, like, you know, I, I was, like, 19 when the first one came out, whatever, and, you know, the second one mm -hmm. came out a few a few years later. I didn't have the attention span of an adult still. 
still a developing brain, right. <laughs> uh, not quite a teenage brain, but I just don't remember all of the plots from that. Um, but it, it, I wonder if maybe like when they're adding all this new backstory to the characters, I wonder how involved Yu Suzuki is in the, in the anime actually is, is a question that I don't know if we have the answer to, but he I is. wonder if he's going to use this. Well, there, there's, I guess that, that, begs my next question i wonder if he's going to use this to either drum up interest for the next game to finish the story or if he's going to use the anime to finally finish the story i wonder which it'll i be. think it's i think it's the the second thing i i don't think there's a lot of interest unfortunately for for a fourth game unfortunately and no. i think yeah. he sees this as the opportunity to finally tell the story that he wanted to tell um yeah. and just you know get it done and and the interesting thing is and speaking to that and i'm gonna wrap it to, this up because uh we need to move on but mm -hmm. um the interesting thing is that third game was criticized only because of the fact that he had free reign to do whatever he wanted on that game mm -hmm. and that game did nothing to move the story forward right whereas opposed to the other two you had you know people writing and and kind of saying wait we got to do this um, the the thing with the anime is now he's got screenwriters that can help him kind of realize this vision and move it forward. So mm -hmm. you know, I think that's what this anime is going to do for for the for the story and for the games. That this is going. It's been greenlit for the first thirteen episodes. Uh, we don't know if we're going to have a season two, but I would imagine that he's going to use this to try and finish the story of Shenmue, and and just kind of say, okay, guys. This is our love letter to you. Here you go. Um, the first two episodes is kind of a mixed bag for me. Uh, the first one, like I said, was very exposition heavy, but it, it did do a good job of kind of giving us a sense of the character, which the games didn't do. Um, mm -hmm. The second one really starts the journey, and I will say this. The animation style, nondescript, the fight choreography, pretty, pretty good, okay, based on, you know, considering it's an anime. Mm -hmm. Um and I do have a sense with the second episode that it's going to get better. All right. I haven't seen the third one yet, but if the first two are any indication, at the very least, try and watch it. I'm not saying this is a groundbreaking anime series. It is not. It's probably somewhere in the middle. But if you're a fan of Shenmue, you definitely have to watch it. And if you're even curious about Shenmue, I suggest you give it a, a shot. Yeah. Um, or if you're a fan of, of Yu Suzuki, the legendary creator of Hang On, Space Harrier, Outrun, Afterburner, Virtual yeah. Fighter, you name the it. The man's done everything. He's, so, he's done it for Sega. He's not a slouch. No slouch so, at all. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen the third one. I'm hoping the third one is even better than the second episode. It'll be disappointing if it goes and takes a step back. But I definitely think you should give it a shot. All right, Shenmue, the anime. Where where is it available in, right now? Actually, again? uh, it's uh, you can watch it. It's streaming. It's it's well, it's not streaming. There, it's on Adult Swim. So I ah. think it comes out Saturday nights or Sunday nights. I'm not sure. It might be on Funimation. Exactly. I re I just record it and watch it afterwards. So I don't watch it live. So I'll have to figure out where I can get that from. But yeah, uh, all right, moving. There you go. Chugging right along. I'll finish up our geek outs. Um, I'll make a, a couple of quick mentions for a couple of things, and then we'll jump into the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, first geek out is I've been gaming a little bit more. Um, again, I've been, I had taken a bit of a hiatus from a couple of things. I've been busy as, as y'all have been. Um, so I've taken a little, a little bit of a hiatus, 
from gaming and from other things. And I guess you all are in the thick of it and your, your hiatus is current, but I've been playing a little bit of NBA 2K22, uh, renewed Ooh. interest in basketball. Um, through a, through for an odd reason, for a fairly odd reason, um, the essentially uh, sports betting came to New York City in the form of various apps, and I decided to dip into that. Uh, wanted a little bit of money on football, and been winning a little bit of money on basketball. So I got mm-hmm. the itch to to play a basketball video a game and a video game again and watch basketball again, which I haven't in many, 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 many years because uh, I'm a New Yorker and I'm a Knicks fan. And, uh, you know, a- as a Knicks fan, um, we've had our heart broken many a time, especially I got my heart broken by the Knicks when I was uh, just a young lad, barely a teenager in my, in, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old in the, in the 90s. So, but yeah, I've been playing NBA 2K22 and it's been fun, like, getting used to playing a basketball game again because the style of basketball is so different um that than it was when i was watching it more in the 90s and the early 2000s at the at the latest um so i've been playing a little bit of that been gaming a little bit again been doing a little bit of that there was a sale on that so you can get that right now on on all your favorite platforms all your favorite video game platforms i got it on xbox series x and the graphics are really 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 cool um the other thing i'm gonna move on the other thing that i've been geeking out about is uh continuing the tradition of anime related geek outs and i've been uh just like i did with breaking bad i've been pushing y'all pretty hard pretty hard to watch this show uh and that's attack on titan yeah (laughs) i've been using any opportunity that i possibly have have had recently to send attack on titan articles and and memes and things like that uh to our our various chats um the the anime of the year award that it just received the 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 award that it received for its lead actor yuki kaji i believe is his name if i'm sorry if i butchered that or i got that wrong who plays the lead character aaron received an award um and as far as popularity it's received a lot of awards um or not rewards but a lot of acclaim recently as one of the most popular shows on on in the world uh also has some of the highest rated episodes of television period including higher than some breaking bad episodes and some episodes that have 9.9s on imdb in terms of ratings uh and the main character being uh this is a semi-spoiler i guess but the main character being named both the the best uh, hero and the best villain in some recent anime polls out of all anime TV shows. So if the show is super, 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 super trending right now, because the most recent and uh, final season of attack on Titan is out. I wish Wolfie were here so that he could talk a little bit about it. I'm not sure how caught up he is, but as always, I'm super caught up and Without spoiling it too much for y'all, because the whole joy of this show is to just is to uh, to discover more and more craziness as the show continues to 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 go on. Without spoiling it for y'all, like it just has one upped itself again in the most recent episodes. It started off rel- relatively pedestrian as far as the show goes, um, but its most average episodes are better than pretty much any anime out there right now, if you ask me. Um, yeah. And then went into com- complete crazy, like, what the F territory over the last couple of episodes. Uh, and I think some of the actors in this particular season 
already deserve awards for just a few minutes of screen time. Some of the Japanese voice actors. Um, but I mean, it's, it's an absolutely amazing show. Um, one of the things that I guess I'll talk about, and then we'll just move on to multi multiverse of madness, which is my next geek out and, uh, our, my final geek out, which is going to be peacemaker, which going to, we're going to have a bit of a conversation about is, um, the reason that I think that show is so great partially is because of the influences of some of the shows, uh, that the creator, uh, Hajime Isayama watched. And, and he talked a lot about how, um, he binge watched a lot of American shows. Apparently he binge watched all of game of Thrones in like two weeks. Wow. Um, and, and again, without, without getting too much into the show itself, I'm just going to talk about, I guess, influences and, and themes and all of that. Um, a lot of, people have spoken about how the show has changed over its run. The first season, it was again, to use the word pedestrian, more of a, your run of the mill anime, just, you know, the heroes flying around with their, with their Spider-Man equipment and like stabbing Titans in the head to try to kill them. But because of the influence of, I think a lot of these shows like breaking bad is another one that he mentions uh, because of the influence, of a lot of these shows, he he changed the show to something that was greater and more character driven and like it just i, I don't even know how much more i can say about this show on this Wait, podcast so is, this, is this like like the last season <laughs> this is the final season yeah the, the manga is over the anime is on uh, season four part two right now Wait, the anime the anime yeah so the anime is the anime is ending its run. It's available on Funimation. It's available probably anywhere you can you can stream anime. Uh, just about anywhere you can stream anime. I don't think it's available on Crunchyroll oh, actually. You, you said this is probably uh, has. Is this like the best anime for you? I think this is probably my my favorite anime. It's not over yet, so yeah. it's hard for me to say. You know, I want it to finish. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as like, this is not just my favorite. I've I've said this before. This is just not not just maybe my favorite anime ever. This might be one of my favorite like shows ever. Shows? Period. Just TV shows, not just anime. Mm-hmm. If it sticks the landing, like it might, it's not going to be just my favorite anime ever. It's going to be one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Damn. So That's some high expectations. I'm gonna, you know, I feel more inclined to watch it now. I mean, you it's said like. Yeah, it's up there with like a Breaking Bad to me. Like I said, I, I said that at the jump. I gave you all the recommendation for Breaking Bad over and over and over again until yeah. you probably wanted to puke from how much I was talking about it. But it was a great show, right? Yeah, Breaking, yeah. Bad, Breaking Bad was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. if you trust, I guess, my opinion on this, then definitely, 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 definitely. At some point, and checking out in Japanese, checking out in English doesn't matter. The Japanese is probably a little bit better, but the voice casts are amazing in, in both languages. Check it out as soon as you possibly can and catch up so we can talk about this on an episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I really want to. Let's move on. Let's move on. I don't want to take up all of our, all of our time with uh, just my couple of geek outs. Let's talk a little bit about the, this, the uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. What do you guys think about that? That little movie coming out, that little independent oh film coming out in the next couple of months. So, further validating what if with zombies. <laughs> zombies. Oh That's going to be, yeah. Oh, man. They just gave away a lot in the trailer, bro. I still don't think that's everything, though. Yeah, obviously. That's what I'm saying. Eli, I agree with AJ. I don't think they've given away, like, almost anything. I know. Is the crazy part. That's what gets me so hyped. It's like... They gave away what seems like so much, and then 
Oh my gosh, that's just it's crazy. Also so little. Like, oh my gosh, we get like so many. So um, little. Yeah, but we get like so many references and stuff. What was the most? Uh, what was the most hype thing that you saw in the trailer? In your opinion, Eli? See, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, I. Is there I two? To... Are there like a couple? I would love to hear like what you think you're most excited about. I guess the 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 ramifications of what you saw in the trailer and what you think might happen, maybe. Oh, like a prediction? Maybe a prediction, but like, you know, like I said, maybe just some hype you saw in the trailer. Like, we all know that there was a certain uh, voice. Yeah. Wait, voice? A voice of a certain actor. He's not, he's not an X-Men fan. Oh, Professor X? Yeah. <gasps> oh, yo, no way. Wait. Okay, wait, take wait, it back. Is it confirmed? Well, or did he, he, the, the actor See, is denying it. Oh, my um, gosh. The actor is denying it. You can hear his voice, though, but his credentials are apparently on IMDb, yeah. so it's a very wishy-washy thing at the moment. Oh yeah, I mean, God. he was, he was, uh, I was watching the Super Bowl, like, like I said earlier, I've kind of been, like, winning some money on sports betting, and I was watching the Super Bowl, like, in Jersey somewhere, and I yeah. saw the trailer, you know, you know what I mean, but it was, like, in a loud, like, crowded place, relatively crowded place, so I didn't, I didn't really hear clearly Patrick Stewart in the trailer the first time i saw it Mr. X, let's go but then and then the second time i saw it i think i kind of was distracted again also like by something and then i finally sat down and i saw it and, and I, I was like <laughs> that's professor that's that's patrick stewart like a dope after the first third time that i saw it i mean and, and that that answer that's my answer to my question like i'm super hyped about professor x possibly yeah, and but, and like whoever whatever other x-men from whatever other timelines they decide to bring it in bring them from into the the mcu i feel like they're gonna you do know what actually be funny what you know how that room where um they bring dr strange and you hear professor x's voice you know that's like a obviously a kind of illuminati style council at least mm -hmm. that's what it looks like i called it i knew it yeah, yeah. Imagine be... Deadpool's on it. I I think that's I think that's gonna happen. I think Yo, it's gonna happen. But he's I not even gonna... fit to be there. You know? Yes, it'd be Ultron so funny bots. though. <laughs> I think he well, might be. Well, just like oh, well, I'll tell that you make your point real quick. But I think he might be only because somebody pointed this out, and it's kind of silly and it's kind of funny when you think about it. But if you think about Deadpool, even in the comics, his fourth wall breaking ability is a superpower. He has yeah. like awareness, so that could be a reason for him to be on the council. Because you, if you bring him into an area where you can sense the multiverse, quote unquote, he can probably use his fourth wall breaking ability to help them there. So you could yeah. you could explain something stupid like that and then bring him into the MCU afterwards forever. <laughs> like, but yeah, I think it would be awesome. I would love to see him on the on the Illuminati. And Apparently, dead. Uh, Ryan Redpool. I was about, I was about to I was say about Ryan to say Redpool. That. Just <laughs> Ryan Redpool. No, no. But yeah. Well, you talking about Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. What did he say? Uh, he apparently addressed the rumors, and he and he promised that he wasn't on Doctor Strange yeah. too. Well, it's interesting yeah. because That's Rob that. Liefeld, the creator of of Deadpool, uh, was on a podcast and said, "Well, of course he's going to be on the on in in the movie." Oh, bro. You know. You're so right I now. mean. You know, All these had... denials are bogus. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny it's because confirmed. because we saw the super the Super Bowl commercial, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys didn't see it 
originally, right? I had to like kind of rewind it. And when when we did, it said full trailer online. So what did we do? We went to YouTube oh, to no. try and find it. The first video that we saw was from Screen Crush, and I and that, I think that's a bogus video. But one of the things that they they put in that in that trailer, quote unquote, was um, freaking the Tony Tony Stark, Tony Stark has, Reed Richards, you know, casted as Tom stuff. <laughs> oh my god! But but you know what? There is a, there those Tom Cruise is Iron Man. Rumors have been out there for a long oh. time, and they're gaining more and more traction. Oh, and you got to remember, originally Tom Cruise was, I think, the front runner, or at least the you know the people in Marvel wanted him to be Iron Man for the original movie. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so this is this. I, listen, I, I got to say that th- out of all the rumors that I've heard, this one actually might be true. He might just pop in for a quick minute being an alternate variant of Tony Stark no. and whatnot just for S and giggles as they say right listen the, just, the Illuminati doesn't have no. to be prominent after this right I mean it could right. just be they just have to be there I mean in the comics they're they're more prominent because they take they they protect the main Marvel Universe and right. the earth in the main Marvel Universe but if they're mm-hmm. protecting the multiverse they're not going to be involved in every storyline so you could have whoever the heck you want you can have Deadpool. I think we're going to see John Krasinski. You know, and that was uh, the other guy. He was the other guy that Mr. was on Fantastic, the fake trailer, right? right? Yeah, he was on. He was the other guy that was in the fake trailer. The fake trailer, so. of course, they're going to do that. Um, yeah, Kang is another one that's being, or, or you know, one of the variants of Kang is another theory. I think Deadpool is a good theory. I think Professor X is a good theory. I don't think Black Bolt's going to be there. Um, Mordo, uh, Black Oof. Panther, Mordo's Black another Panther. one, right? Black Panther, right? The same iteration variants in the comics but you know the variants of black panther uh, michael b jordan is another theory that i've heard Ugh. Ugh. who do y'all think is going to be on on the on the in the illuminati council in this one Ooh, illuminati oh there's my gosh. five visible chairs and we've heard oh, patrick Stewart's i voice. i have one well, mephisto that's totally <laughs> a viable confirmed. option exactly <laughs> Um, if we're talking about pre-existing characters, I think Shuri has to be one because yeah. the Illuminati is is usually, yeah. you know, a, a group of the most, you know, brilliant people on Earth. So if you're going to put somebody on there that's pre-existing and you want to have her stand in, so to speak, for Black Panther, I think Shuri is a, a definite candidate to be on the Illuminati, right? These are the most brilliant people in the multiverse, though. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Well, we don't Captain know Carter's that. Another possibility, right? Though that for sure, yeah. Captain Carter is another one. Um, maybe this is a good way to introduce Riri Williams as Ironheart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if we're talking about characters that are not out there, then obviously you, you, this is the perfect opportunity to bring in Professor X. The perfect yeah. opportunity to bring in Reed Richards. Yep. The perfect opportunity to have Tony Stark. Not being Tom Cruise. Tom please. Cruise. No, you no, know, no. I mean, th- this is and like like you said, Jose. If this is just kind of like a one-off, then Tom Cruise will definitely do it. I mean, he's going to get paid two days at like how many millions of dollars just to show up, say maybe a couple of lines and be done with yeah, it. I mean, it's not even necessarily he, right? a one-off, but it could be like a, a you know a cameo type thing occasionally. Right. Exactly. Right? You, like know, you just pay him. We pay you like ten million dollars yeah. to say one line. Yeah. No. How how do you say no to that? Right. No. Stop. Please no. say no. Please stop. I think it'd be great. No. 
No. Tom Cruise as Tony Stark? No. And no. Let, let's talk really quickly about the poster because the poster had a, like a, a bunch of uh, different kind of, uh, you know, what do you, what do you want to say? Um, like little reveals and stuff. Uh, the one that I found more interesting Easter is eggs, there, right? there was a reveal, Easter eggs. There was a reveal that, um, you know, there is an animated part to this. It's right? in the trailer oh, also. No. It's yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, so when... when I'm going to miss that then. It's, when I know it's that they very, were falling, right? There's, there's so many. Yeah, when they're falling through multiverses and crashing through multiverses, there's a part where a little animated universe pops up on the screen. I have to look that again because there's so much stuff in that and that's that's kind of embedded in that trailer, right? In the trailer and in the poster oh possibly, like you said. There's a lot of things that like are little shards there. Right. There's a lot of things that are not confirmed. One of the things that you, we definitely have seen in the poster is Captain Carter's shield, right? So we yep. that's the what if connection. Uh the zombie versions of Wanda and and Doctor Strange, which is already in the trailer, right? Yep. Um, some of the things that have not been confirmed, confirmed are Deadpool. One, there's a shard of him that looks like him doing his shush. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, uh, there's one that, that's, uh, oh, goodness. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name again. Apologies. But um, Cyclops from the, the, the Fox X-Men movies, the original oh, Fox X-Men yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's supposedly some, some shard that shows him in there. I mean, there's there's a billion Easter eggs in this in this movie, which is why I'm super 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 excited. Even yeah, uh, I think I think the bottom line is that this trailer really really has set the excitement level for this upcoming movie at like you know twelve or thirteen. You know, but all of that like oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Wait, no, you go first. No, I'm gonna be wild. Go. Apparently. There's a quote-unquote leak. I'm pretty sure it's a it's it's a rumor for sure, obviously. But Ghost Rider might be in Multiverse of Madness. Which one? Huh? I don't know. Which well, there's one. only one. It's Nicolas Cage. Mm, but Robbie Reyes. Yeah, Robbie um, Reyes. I think they're trying to forget. There's other. <laughs> there's other rumors. It's actually, oh, not a bad Ghost Rider. It doesn't matter if 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 whoever it is, it's Ghost. Y'all Rider. haven't heard the rumor. There's another what? rumor. Yeah, the guy from uh, Norman, Walking Norman, Dead. Norman Reedus from Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, there's that too. And from uh, he would, he would Death not Stranding. Be a Ghost Rider. He would be a fantastic he be Ghost Rider. Yeah, he would exactly. be the best one yet, in my opinion. Um, I kind of like no- Nicolas Cage's unhinged yes. version, you know? Nicolas it it, it kind of fit the way his character was. But yeah, he could Norman be in the movie also. <laughs> Yeah. But Norman Reedus would be a fantastic he, ghostwriter. He could be in the movie. Nicholas Cage like, be in the movie as, as, as two characters. But I think I'm the... <laughs> he could be in the movie as two Marvel Marvel characters. He could be Mar Noir Spider Man and mm-hmm. and uh, Ghost Rider, right? Because he was Noir Spider Man. Okay, I want to hear and, and create the crossover of Superman. I mean, AJ, AJ, you <laughs> oh, sounded like you were going to go on a quick little rant, but but I want to. Set an expectation. Let's get, we're going to move on to Peacemaker in a couple of minutes after that. But the last thing I want to hear is I'm feeling in a bit of a betting mood, as I've as I've noted. I want to hear what you think is going to be the craziest cameo that maybe nobody is expecting in this movie. I even have an Wolverine. actor in mind, but it's a total long shot. Anyway, AJ, tell us if you have any any opinions. You said you were going to be a while, so I'm going to give you a while if you need it. Wait. 
are we doing the projections or am I doing the thing? Whatever. Well, if you want to do your projection, go ahead and do that. But if you, I, th- okay. I think so you said just, you had something else that you wanted to say. But if not, you can move on to the projections. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll just go on to what I was going to say then. Mm-hmm. I think the thing I'm really looking forward to here that the, that the trailer teased was the possible showdown between Wanda and Doctor Strange. That yes. looks like a beef right there. There was that line in the trailer. It was like, oh, so it's okay for you to mess up. You get a free pass, and you're saving the world. But I try to do that, and I'm the villain? Like, dude, that that is tense. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> oh, man. That is man. tense. Oh, God, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be amazing. Oh, my gosh, bro. It's going to be a oh, massive man. conflict. I, th- I mean, she could be the villain of the film, but that's a whole other thing. Set of I would love to see that. That we're gonna I would do. love Yo, to see that. Be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. Would. Yo, what y'all know about Shuma Gorath from Marvel versus Capcom 3, bro? That, yo, yo, they're literally changing his name. It's no longer Shuma Gorath. It's freaking Gargantos. Yeah, we'll see. It could be it's, just a pre- yeah. like one of his avatars, kind of like a dark side thing, because he is a multiversal being, sort of. They could change that around a little bit and and maybe change it a little bit. You know, and Loki might be oh, in this yeah. film too. I just wanted to mention that off the top of my head because that's everybody's going to be in somebody. this film. Yeah, everybody's going to be in this film. And he, Speaking of everybody going to be in this film, yes. Wolverine. You think Wolverine's going to be the biggest, right craziest? Please. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. That's the one you put your yes. bet down on. Yep. Eli, what about you? Yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hedge on that. You're gonna keep that bet. All right, well, because mm-hmm. that's the one everyone's looking forward to. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think Logan. Wolverine is Wolverine is gonna get if if he shows up in that film, he's gonna get the type of pop that um, you got when uh, what's his name said Avengers Assemble in uh, Endgame, and the type of pop that you got when you first saw Andrew Garfield kind of walk out of that. Uh, that portal you know he's he's the guy he's the guy that the crowd will go crazy over so okay i I would say wolverine is is the the one that everybody's looking forward to i'm gonna put my money down on a on a semi-unlikely one i think it's a long shot but i think it's possible although who knows what we'll see uh i think we're gonna see miles morales I think, we're, I think we're going to see the live-action version of Miles Morales. Not only that, but I have been standing, I guess is the term. I don't know if that's the term in this particular situation. It might be inappropriate. But I've been standing for Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things, uh, the kid from Stranger Things, yeah. to be Miles Morales. And if you look on his Instagram, he's freaking jacked right now. He's a little older. Mm-hmm. He still looks like he could play a teenager, but he's jacked. And he's doing, like, martial arts training and, like, boxing training. Yeah. So mm, wouldn't be a bad choice at all. I think it'd be, be a bad choice at all. I think it'd be a fantastic yeah. choice. But like we'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see. That's my my long shot for who's gonna appear in this film. Let's continue on to the topic of the day, the final thing that we're gonna discuss. Uh before we do that, really quickly, I just want to remind y'all to please like, rate, share, and subscribe to all of our content and all of your favorite social media platforms. All three. Um, and check us out on all of your favorite podcast platforms at Get Geek Podcast, basically everywhere. Hashtag Get Geek Podcast, basically everywhere. And give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to support mm-hmm. one of your favorite podcast crews, let's move on to the final topic of the day, my final geek out, which is the, the, the topic of the episode because it was 
well, it was just so darn good. I'm going to spoil my opinion on that. Peacemaker. <laughs> Peacemaker. Do you really want to taste it? <laughs> All right. First, first opinion. Most unskippable intro to a TV show of the year so far. Yes. Easy. Yes. Listen. Listen. Right? Yes. It's it's been what seven episodes, right? Eight, it was eight total. I, eight, eight, eight in total, eight right? Total? Eight. In the I didn't final, skip in the final. intro once. Not even once. And usually, I, I I'll I'll do maybe I'll watch like the first intro and then skip it on the the next followings mm-hmm. of all the episodes. Never skipped it at all. I okay. It, it doesn't get tired. There were it eight episodes. There were eight episodes. I've definitely seen the intro more than eight times. So let's put it that way. Okay. I've actually like tried to pause it to watch the dance moves and look for little Easter eggs. And I haven't really found much. Although James Gunn is a God. What is his, what's his name? Judo master is, is hiding in the background before he comes out though. If you look behind one of the panels, he's Mm -hmm. he's hiding over there. So peacemaker, most unskippable (laughs) intro of the year so far. Thoughts, opinions. We've all finished watching it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I heard that John Cena cannot dance. They did that multiple takes to get it right. <laughs> well, he's so. he's very he's very rigid, and I've heard it in Which reviews also. One of my favorite takes, and I can't recall who said this, but one of my favorite takes is that that whoever did that choreography, like, thank you for finding wonderfully weird moves for this wonderfully <laughs> weird and awkward man, yeah. for like the wonderfully <laughs> weird way that he moves. Because they made the opinion, they made the comment that like he's a wrestler, right? So he knows how to move. It's not like he doesn't know mm. how to move, but he's still very yeah. stiff. And, and awkward but like they made the whole dance centered around that which that is so is they made amazing. the whole show centered around that basically that thing is amazing <laughs> and is i love beautiful. the fact that he they gave him license to kind of go off script and, and one mm-hmm. of the best um instances of that was when he was naming off all those names <laughs> i mean that one is oh a God. is a gift from from james gunn to us because <laughs> that was the one of the most amazing <laughs> Uh, oh, bits that, was, that I've was, seen in a long time. When he's a ranting so. at uh, what's his name, Economos. <laughs> yes, That's my dog playing with a toy. Sorry. <laughs> yo, yo, oh my god, that was amazing. You just it was perfect. That, that when you say Economos, that happened, right? <laughs> Economos mother. That you know what? I was gonna like make a joke and be like Economos mother. It would have been awesome if if that beep had just like kind of. Yes, I that. dye my beard. <laughs> dye beard. Yeah, he was ranting at Economos for framing his dad, uh, yes. the T one thousand, instead of yes. instead of framing literally any of the like seventy or eighty people that he named, including Ariana Grande and <laughs> I think I think Grande. Megatron was one, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fictional and real characters. I'm surprised he didn't say John Cena. That would have been really meta. Yes, that's, that was the one that I was actually waiting for. I thought that he was going to pop that in there and then say something like, I, you can't see me or something yeah. like that. You know? He's invisible, though. You can't actually frame him. <laughs> that would have been perfect. But th- that show was amazing. And you know what? It, 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 it shows that DC, if you give the, uh, the director you know, free license to kind of do whatever the heck he wants, um, this this is right up there with um, Harley Quinn in terms of enjoyability and and just crazy sickness, you know, <laughs> because um because both shows are are really cringeworthy on its own, right? Like like some of the things you really shouldn't be able to be doing on 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 in this era, right? 
but they do it with such glee and just such such happiness and and you could tell every single person that was associated with this project was having so much fun you know and i think that really shows in the product that they put out you know you know what's kind of remarkable is you all i don't know if you all noted this in watching the show and even i think that people might have missed this because it was so entertaining the plot of this show is almost exactly the same as the plot of the suicide the suicide squad movie Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's not that much different it's not very different and yet because of the the charisma of john cena and the ridiculous writing of james gunn and like you said the fun that everyone's having Mernd and harcourt and uh out of bio and and all the other characters all the bad guys even what, what's his what was his name captain Locke, that weird like police yeah. captain who that they Alex there. Yes. did you guys did you guys see some of the post-credit yeah. scenes that they featured yes. a lot of him yep. in him oh and a lot God. of them <laughs> yep that is just hard I'm telling you they had so much fun filming this this project this production I, I i can't imagine you know and 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 the funny thing is and i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna raise my hand on this i didn't think we needed a peacemaker show i i actually i actually thought that this was going to be one of those you know money grab type of things where it's like you know why do we need to see john cena john cena's character is not spectacular anyway and boy did they prove me wrong because this is this has gone from something that i didn't think we needed to something that i would watch three four times again (laughs) you know yeah so and and not to skip ahead to the finale but they finally did the thing that other superhero shows never do, or movies never do. I'm okay right? with skipping ahead to the finale. We could jump all over everywhere if you want. I think yeah. I think I know what you're referring to, though. Yeah, and you know what it is, because <laughs> usually you'll have these shows, right, especially in the MCU, where it's a world threat, right, like a world-ending threat, mm-hmm. and there is a larger group of super powered individuals that can come in and stop it and they never do that can but james gunn mr justice james gunn did it in such a way <laughs> and i love the way that he did it i really do i'm so sick of that rumor yeah. um yeah. well he was like you guys way too effing late you know we are we already took care of it you know go f a now, fish and, and so <laughs> What we're referring to is the is the the appearance of the Justice League at the very end of the show, right? Yeah, after the missing, threat had been dealt with, the cow. Yeah, we were missing um, Cyborg and Batman, which, ironically enough, um, they did film, and they had to cut them out of the the final product because WB WB. If you go online, you can actually see the actor in full Batman gear. Um, and he was like, you know what, now that the, the finale is over, I can share that, you know, unfortunately, I, I was there, but they cut me out because WB has, you know, their things and stuff like that. So they would have shown James Gunn sh- would have shown the entire Justice League, but WB decided, nope, Cyborg, you can't do it, probably for obvious reasons. And Batman, you can't do it. Um, and maybe that's because they have the Batman coming out soon, but who knows? I guess. <laughs> didn't didn't you love how like so right the Justice League shows up at the end after like the threat is dealt with by Peacemaker and the crew, <laughs> the Eighth Street crew, whatever the heck they call themselves, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like you have Aquaman, the Flash, you have the actors, right? Mm-hmm. That, that play Aquaman and the Flash. I find it interesting. I, I kind of get um, why Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot didn't show up, right? It was probably. Like, I don't think they had the budget. I think I think that's what that's what it boils down the to. They, they didn't have the budget for that. And then and then Henry Cavill, we already know that that there's that wild dispute about whether he's going to be Superman anymore or not. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't. They kind of just showed them in shadow, and they didn't say anything. They just had the the Flash and Aquaman make their quips at each other. But this show, man, this show was funny, right? I mean, that was the best part about this show, one hundred percent. This was like, this was this was almost like the Guardians of the Galaxy, for. Uh, I think for DC, even more so than the Suicide Squad was. Yes. Because and of the family dynamic. Can, can I say Vigilante is oh a godson? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, who's your favorite that, character? Is that your that, favorite character, that, Walt? Vigilante? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Vigilante, Vigilante is so um, socially awkward and disconnected <laughs> but he is great especially the interplay between him and john cena mm-hmm. Th- those guys I'm, I- I'm telling you those guys were having a blast through all this because i i can't imagine i gotta imagine that they had to do multiple takes on this because a lot of the times they're doing it straight faced and i can't see how you can do that you know in one take you know <laughs> they probably had to do this like 20 or 30 times before they got it right you know Mm -hmm. those guys were incredible and the the actor that played um vigilante a different take from a vigilante that we've seen before because vigilante has shown up in the arrowverse um and that one he was way more serious way more deadly (laughs) and not a clown i prefer this version of vigilante by far he was just as deadly yeah, but you know what? He he yeah. wasn't he wasn't as cuckoo for cocoa puffs as this vegetable. Yeah, like Deadpool yeah. in this kind yeah. of a little yeah, bit. Basically, he, they, except you can't heal. They basically made him into the Deadpool of the DC universe. All right, right down oh to the God. swords. Right? Vigilante. He only has one though. Yeah. Still, he's still very very close. He's very much the the one quipping like a like a Ryan Reynolds, like a Wade Wilson, like a Deadpool. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Love him though. Love oh him. He, he is definitely my favorite character of the show. Mm. Does anybody oh, else have man. a favorite character that they enjoyed? I'm pretty sure everybody has Vigilante as their top one. My favorite character was his was his was his dad's neighbor, the old man. Oh, he was my favorite character, but I just thought he was worth a mention just because of. You have a coterie of villains. Yeah. And how that even no, came I up don't, again. He smoke them all. Remember? Batman's too. <laughs> he can't do what needs to be done. That was not wrong. That was one of the more entertaining parts of the show as well, right? Just how they had all these awesome references to the DC universe that, like, is is kind of absent from a lot of other DC projects. And James Gunn is just not afraid to go there and yeah. like put these characters like in the actual show if he possibly can. I think that was really, really cool and really, really fun. Especially like how they almost treated them like, uh, like they were characters in the boys, in the way that Peacemaker described them. And he would always have a rumor for every single one of the superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> how the internet like what wouldn't lie to him, and how the random people on Twitter wouldn't lie to him. That was always like a, a fun conversation. <laughs> what else did you guys enjoy? Did you enjoy the action scenes in the show? What do you think about the action? Course, I mean, Sonic boom all the way. Oh my gosh, 
Oh my gosh, that was horrible what they did. <laughs> it feels like a lot of the things that he did with his helmet went wrong, right? Like especially like human torpedo. Yes. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Don't remind me about that. That was no, so I, hard. Out of all watch. the out of all the helmets that he has, I love the one that gives everybody except the wearer scabies. <laughs> oh yeah, within a mile that radius. Is, that is a great helmet. You feel, that is a great. I helmet. feel like they're oh, going to use that one in the future. That's going to be in like season two, which is confirmed, right? They confirmed season yes, two. It yes, it is. Yes, it is. Why did you even make that really? Why not? The helmet with that, that, oh, a helmet that was his father, and oh boy, was he! Oh, he was wow. That was a white dragon. The T one thousand. This is the yeah, the white supremacist that allowed him to have a, a redemption arc. For, with mm-hmm. his own twisted superhero origin story where his dad made him do fight club against his brother. What a weird show. Like when you even like talk about it in the in the aftermath, like the plot of the show being the same essentially as the Suicide Squad and just like the weird characterizations on this show and the amount of people that explode is another. That's James Gunn leaning into his horror elements when he first started. Um you know, I, I believe he first started with trauma, right? Which is which is famous for the um, what the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't so, know that that was one of his first movies. Yeah. Well, he. I don't. I don't know if he uh, he Projects. did that movie, but I know he he was a part of that whole that whole production and stuff like that. And then um, you know, one of his early movies was Slither. You mm-hmm. know. Which um you know so he he started out really in the horror the horror industry so to speak and you know you can see elements of that clearly in some of the stuff that he makes going forward and stuff you know yeah sort of now in terms of favorite characters because I know y'all said yours already mm-hmm. Peacemaker and Vigilante are my go-to but even though this guy didn't get a lot of screen time oh you God. gotta love the guy that. The, the mopping guy, the hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is my yeah. favorite, hands down. Just from that first conversation <laughs> he had, an argument he had with him. And yeah. then the second time when he actually had him call in a favor and come to the school. Why is your oh why God. is your pet's name so unoriginal? Shut up, kid. <laughs> oh, you're that racist superhero. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I love the, the names that he was calling all the kids also. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't recall any of them off the top of my head right now, but like were, just some of them great. were pretty great. <laughs> and like he was just picking Listen, on them. We also have to give a shout out to Eagly. Yeah. Eagly, Eagly is the unsung MVP of the show, you know, <laughs> especially especially he had a couple of scenes where he really showed off how devastating a fighter he can be, you know. Eagly's oh, badass. Yeah, he exactly. was hardcore so, whatever it was that the vigilante said. Yeah, Eagly is is a, another guy that you know um, didn't speak much. We <laughs> just hugged him a but couple of times. His yes. actions spoke exactly. louder than his words. There you go. Gosh. There you go. You know, his relationship with um, you know Peacemaker is goaded. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's it's almost you can't, you can't even talk to it because. Like the girl said, you know, she had an, an epiphany the moment that she saw an eagle hugging a human, you know? So, Such a random go. and wild show. I love it. It are was. We, are we not going to talk about Judo Master? Well, yeah. And how yeah, good I... he was? Oh, my God. 
Okay. Eating bro. his eating his um his Cheetos. His Cheetos. Cheetos, Cheetos. Yes. Hot Cheetos. I think he was Only eating Cheetos and Eagly was being offered Doritos for the product placements all throughout the show. Yeah. <laughs> and eating Cheetos while he's crying. Which is great. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. And you know he'll be back because he still oh, lives. But like yeah. actually well will he? Because I don't remember if he was um was he infected by the butterflies? Thanks, Obi, no. for your opinion. No. The dog's giving his opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, no, he wasn't. He oh, That's right. No, they had wasn't. just convinced him. He just had superpowers somehow and super endurance. He got hit yep. by cars and all this other stuff and somehow survived. Dude got shot. Mastering his chi or something. You know what I think needs to happen? You know what I think should happen? You know what I think possibly will happen? Maybe we'll wrap up on this. Um, I think DC is definitely realizing what a what a fantastic creator they have, very possibly in in uh, James Gunn. I think he's going to get the Kevin Feige treatment eventually. If, if I'm doing uh, this this thing where I'm like betting on futures, like I said, I bet on the Illuminati being in there. I bet on some of the things that are going to be in Doctor Strange. He's not tied to the MCU after Guardians of the Galaxy three. Right. Yeah. And and you know what? Uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff that happened. Um, was kind of directly a a result of the Marvel and the DC interaction because I believe the reason that he was supposed to be able to get the the Justice League in there is because Marvel gave him the opportunity to film that scene afterwards. You know, um, only because the guy that was that plays Mern, um, he was he was he actually interviewed for a job for Gany. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So this was kind of a re- reciprocity between the two studios. Okay. That's like, okay, we'll, we'll let you do this and stuff. Um, I, eh, you know, as, as much as I love James Gunn, I, I don't think that he fits the Kevin Feige role very well, only because James Gunn has, has a very specific style in terms of filmmaking and storytelling. And while it works for properties like Guardians of the Galaxy and Peacemaker and stuff like that and Harley Quinn, you know, those type of shows, I don't know if they would be better served in terms of the more serious properties like the Batman, like the Superman, like the yeah. like the Wonder Woman. So well, Remember, he wouldn't I, be directing the, and, and directly involved in the creation of every one of these. They would be different. They would take them, the MCU approach and have different directors that would bring their different thematic strengths right, right. to it. And, but yeah. still have him deal with the, 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 the whiteboard as it were, to kind of arrange everything. The Kevin Feige treatment. Like I said, Kevin Feige doesn't write any of this stuff, really. He comes right. up with the overarching story, right? But I think the, the difference there is that Kevin Feige, he, he is he's kind of like the Dave Filoni of, of Marvel, you know, or Marvel as I, Dave Filoni is actually the Kevin Feige of, of Star Wars, where here's a guy who is so invested and know, has, is so knowledgeable about the universe that he's overseeing, and I don't know if James Gunn is that guy. Now, I'm not saying that he can't be, and I'm not saying that he isn't, but I've never gotten the sense that he is like the the end-all to be-all when it comes to DC Universe knowledge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that separates Kevin Feige and Dave Filoni in their respective universes, and I, that's where I, you know, I don't know if James Gunn is that guy. I have, you know what I mean? I have only one small rebuttal. Did you know who the heck Polka Dot Man was before the Suicide Squad? 
That takes well, some knowledge. Again, yeah, I know. But again, it, it was it was a thing where he looked at the source material and kind of and kind of grabbed the guys that he needed to make his movie. You know what I'm saying? And so, of course, he's gonna pick obscure characters. He did that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy was before he made his movie. So he's good at picking unknown characters and kind of doing his nice. own story for them. You know, so. That, that's what I was saying. But anyway. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. I guess that we'll, we'll, we'll leave it off there. Uh, Peacemaker all the way, man. Thanks, y'all. Peacemaker, thanks, y'all, for joining us on another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. Uh, once again, final final uh, plug. If you want to support your favorite podcast crew, the Get Geek Podcast crew, you can find us at Get Geek Podcast and all your favorite social media platforms. You can hashtag Get Geek Podcast to find us basically everywhere all your favorite podcast platforms where if you please would like rate share and subscribe to our content or rate us on apple podcast give us a five star review of one of your favorite podcast crews and uh yeah thanks for this great conversation about all things geeky about peacemaker about the multiverse of madness about anime whatever else and i guess there's nothing left to say but the usual stay geeky my friends there we go